Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hey everybody, welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt. I'm Dory. We are here recording on a Sunday night for the first time in two months. It's pretty cool. Welcome, Dory. Oh, welcome, Matt. Welcome, welcome back to Los Angeles. Thanks. Glad to be here. I'm so happy. Couldn't uh, imagine not being here. Just kidding. I can't imagine not being here. It was really nice to have you home all weekend. I didn't do anything, though. We didn't do anything. We went to dinner last night. It didn't count as a thing. What are you talking about? It was date night. It was, yes. You cleaned out your whole office today. No, I cleaned out most of the corners. There's still another corner and a half to go. You have you you got rid of four contractor bags worth of stuff. Five. Five contractor bags worth of stuff. Well, I predicted six, and I'm not done yet. I know. I'm. It's just. It's just nice to have you around. I'm nesting. I know. I like it. It gets lonely here without you. Yeah. Well, Bo's here. 
Bo's yeah. enjoying the floor space in the office. Yeah, he's really like, what's happening? Yeah. <laughs> so much more room for me to roll around. Uh, yeah, so I had a panic attack about the guitars and then um, decided to get rid of a bunch. When was that? That was this week, wasn't it? Uh, I don't remember. I think it was this week. Might have been this week. Yeah. So, you know, selling five left-handed guitars, if anybody cares to purchase any. I think three of them are already sold, so. Wait, I thought you were, oh, no, you, got, you gave a couple away. Uh, I haven't given anything away yet. I thought you were getting rid of nine. That's the plan, yeah. Hmm. Okay. I'm trying to think of how many are listed. How many are listed? In Matt's gear shop? Yeah, I think it's like Matt's lefty gear shop. Oh, yeah, Matt's lefty gear shop. I don't shop. know. They, they, I think the link's on my Instagram page anybody cares to own a matt myra played guitar <laughs> it's a fire sale everybody <laughs> i looked at the right-handed guitars and i priced it at a hundred dollars less than every right-handed version of this guitar wow which means everything must go so that's what's happening yeah how do yeah. you how, how are you feeling about it well you know the panic attack was weird because like i was like oh god i forgot i gonna get another guitar and then i was like but there's nowhere to put any guitars i'm i have to get rid of some guitars and i started panicking about how much stuff was in my office and you know i haven't been here in two months practically so you know now that i'm home i decided to get cleaning and you know started listing guitars one two I think four have sold. Great. Um, you th do you think you had a real panic attack? Yeah, I was starting to. Oh, no. And then it was weird because like the next morning on Instagram, I had posted a picture of two uh, Fender Stratocasters next to each other because I'd gotten a, a one from Matt Umanoff Guitars because uh, they're closing. And I wanted to just have one from there. And uh, someone commented, have I always asked the question, have you always been fat and greedy? Oh, that's so, so mean. So that really like uh, hammered it home. That's so mean. So that's the meanest thing. I've no, ever heard. I don't think it's that mean. I mean, it's reasonable. It's a great question. Have I always been fat and greedy? Uh, Have so, you yeah. always been self-loathing? Yes. Have you? No. Yeah. Well, that's the kind of confidence you exude. I mean, I've been self-loathing at well, times. Who hasn't? But I have not always been self-loathing. Speaking of self-loathing, a great way to get out of that would be to get yourself a brand new t-shirt. And you can still, well now, for the holidays, our t-shirts are back. Until December 3rd, you can get t-shirts, sweatshirts, etc. on Cotton Bureau again. And they will deliver it in time for the holidays. Go to cottonbureau.com forward slash products forward slash egghead. Get yourself an egghead shirt. Support the podcast. And, you know, I think we, we, again, we need to sell 12 or they don't produce another run of them. Yeah. So if there's 12 of you out there kind enough to purchase these yeah. shirts. That would be great. So that the people who have already bought them can get theirs. Yeah. Um, please leave your Apple podcast reviews. You go to a po a po a podcasts on Apple and find our podcast, leave a review. 
Join our Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash excellent we adventure. Hit a, we hit a big milestone this week. We hit a big milestone, I'm told. What is that? We have over 3,000 members of the Facebook group now. Wow. Yeah. 3,000 members. I wonder yeah. what the percentage of them that listen to the podcast is. I think it's pretty high. Is it 60%? I, th- I would assume so, at least. Oh, wow. Or, you know, I think... That means there's 40% of people out there in this group that need to get on the podcast. I, I, I don't know. It's I, Like most people, I will say most people who comment seem to listen to the podcast, yeah. but I'm sure there's lots of lurkers who have never commented. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I hear you. So Facebook groups, 3000 members become one today. Get us to 4,000. You can go to our website, excellentadventure.com, and uh, learn all about the podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter at ExcellentPod. Email us, DorianMatt at Gmail or Matt and Dory at Gmail. And the phone number is 413-461-BABY. There is an egghead meetup happening in New York on December 16th. Is this true? Yeah. It was arranged. It was... Uh it was it was arranged by someone in the Facebook group. Oh wow! And she asked me to uh, mention it on the podcast because she figured some people who listen to the podcast might not be in the Facebook group. What is the when, when it? When, and I said, sure. What day of the week is that? It's a Saturday. Oh, you guys pick a week. I'm not there. It's pretty rude. <laughs> anyway, well, maybe they'll have more. December. Here's the deal. If this is successful, then. You'll come I, to the next I one. I anticipate we'll have one in January that I will show up at. Yeah. Uh, I'm around for a good brunch. I don't have a script read till 2 p.m. on Sundays. So if we can brunch near the studio, what's the name of that restaurant? Westville. If we can brunch at Westville, guys, <laughs> what a meetup it could be. Um, um, so this one is, is on Saturday, December 16th, 2 p.m. It's at District Social, which is at 252 West 37th Street near 8th Avenue and you can RCP at eggheadmeetup.eventbrite.com that's eggheadmeetup.eventbrite.com and I will not be there um, and Matt will not be there <laughs> but a lot of other eggheads will be there but that doesn't mean I mean come on you should go talk to each other yeah this is all about support oh, you know who organized it the woman you ran into on the street when you were going to meet me guess where I ran into her in front of that West Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know why. It's all full circle. It's all, it's all happening. <laughs> we could just have a meet up there on a Sunday when I'm around. Baby, you got a stew going. What? It's a, Carl Weathers says it in Arrested Development. Oh. All right. Cool. Uh, his character, you know, he's constantly trying to get free food and make stew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stew is delicious. Uh, Dory was on Can I Pet Your Dog? Talking about our dog, Bo. Yep. It's the episode that came out last week on Tuesday. Very exciting. So please uh, support Dory. And I'd like all you New York people to get to that meetup. I want it to be a rousing success so that I will be dragged out of my hotel early to go (laughs) talk to you guys about Eggs Benedict. Eggs Benny? And Eggs. I've now done three meetups. How how have you enjoyed them? They've been great. Well, I look forward to one day being able to attend one. The eggheads are great. Maybe we should have an LA based one. An LA an LA meetup? Yeah, maybe yeah, we, we could can do get that. Dr. Beck to Spencer it. Spencer it. Spencer. 
<laughs> yeah, maybe she'll Spencer it. This is the slow degradation of my faculties. <laughs> uh, it is strange not having to work. Yeah, I don't know why you're drinking an energy drink right now. It's 8.20. <laughs> you don't have to stay up. 9.30 live show. No, honey, no. Yep. No. It's going to be great. No. Uh, well, I, I will tell you, I'm drinking it because I still have to, I'm going to have to edit this. I'm going to have to edit Star Trek The Next Conversation and post those. And then I'm going to have to figure out um, bonding. We have to do the ads and put the ads in somehow. Sure. So you have a couple hours of work is what you're saying. I do. I have actually a few hours of work. But I can do it in a nearly clean office. Yeah. Your office looks great. What a a day. (sighs) Well, you ready for Thanksgiving? I don't know. Not really. Okay. Are you ready? Um, it it was, I was suddenly like, oh, I leave tomorrow morning. You know, I was like, what? Oh, what time do you leave tomorrow? My flight's at eight in the morning. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. That's crazy. It, oh, yeah. <laughs> You're like abandoning me so soon. <laughs> You're coming the following day. I know. Ugh, we're going to be very busy at work tomorrow. Really? Yeah, and I think we're going to be busy on Tuesday, but I have to leave to, to go do Sidekick. Yeah. And I have to go do um, the flight after lunch on Tuesday. Right. Don't you think other people are going to be leaving? Oh, I know that nobody is. Nobody's leaving? I don't think so. A lot of people are on red eyes or flying out early Wednesday. Hmm. I'm the one slacker who couldn't get it together to get a flight that late Mm. oh well yeah so well i think i'm also the only person coming back on friday anyway so Mm. whatever yeah whatevs um my yeah so tomorrow night sidekick taping in 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 lovely burbank Burbank, california so if you ever want to come see a live taping of sidekick hit up i think the alpha twitter which is something i believe it's project alpha is that what it no i think it's joint team alpha oh joint team alpha on the twitter mm. anyway they tweet about it i retweet sometimes tomorrow night's good jimmy pardo oh fun john ross bowie cool um oh, you know who should have on who john early okay he's so funny all right we'll he's see what i can do hilarious when does search party come back you should have him on when search party comes back I don't know. When does Search Party come back? I don't know. Well, anyway, point is, I don't book the show. I just appear and uh, make well, people could, do what I want. Don't you think you could make requests? I think we're booked. You are? We have a lot of good bookings. Weird Al's coming up. Uh, Wendy's coming on. Wendy McLennan Covey. Miles Jabroni. Darcy Carden. Uh, Colton Dunn. Paul Rust. Just a cavalcade. Huh. Wow. That, that's Why are a good you confused because this person is saying search party season two is back but then i think that isn't it though i feel like i've seen the billboards really i feel like it's been back did i just totally oh yeah wait season two episode one they're already on episode two how did i miss this 
you have a life going on, you know? You know what it is? I Yeah, so they're, they're, oh, wait. It literally came back tonight. Okay, there you go. Oh, my God. Very exciting. I'm like psychic. Very exciting. Well, the, the, lead, the lead character's name is Dory. Ali Shawcat's It's character? very weird. <laughs> yes. Sorry? No, it's very weird because like you grew up with a name that a million people had. This is true. I, I did do not. I podcast with another man. Right. And so now, and like I don't, like Finding Nemo and Finding Dory, that didn't really like. You know, the booker at Watch What Happens Live me. is named Dory what yeah but here i watched the search party show which is sort of like my demographic of people they're younger than me but like they live in they're like hipstery brooklyn people and the lead character's name is dory and shit like and i'm like what is happening <laughs> honey you gotta get you gotta get with the program people are using your name look all i'm saying is our friend anthony was on that show and uh did he? Ju- did, I thought he wrote it. Does he also appear on it? No, but I'm just saying. Where do you think the name Dory came from? I don't know. I don't think it came from me. I know. I don't think it came from him either. <laughs> um, okay. Well, now that we're Dory's dealing with having her name out there. Yeah, and knowing that I can watch Search Party tonight. I mean, this is really. You're a gonna lot. have quite a bedtime, huh? Yeah. I've been back on uh, Sleepy Time Tea. I saw the boxes Seems out. Seems kind of counterintuitive now that I've just had an energy drink. Are you... Oh, you finished it? Ugh. <laughs> Are you finished it? Yes, I am finished it. Thank you. They're so... They're like... They're so bad for you. Yeah, I know. I know. You gotta do what you gotta do sometimes. When I... When I gotta... I gotta burn them in that oil. I have to pack. I'm worried I'm not gonna pack. I think after we finish this, the first thing we should do is pack. I disagree. I have to get this podcast up. Do you want me to help you pack? No. You sure? Shouldn't be that hard now that everything's in my closet and the suitcase is ready to go. Right. And you know, I am taking a tiny, a teeny tiny suitcase. Well, you have teeny tinier clothes than me. Yeah, but I also... I put one sweater and it fills your entire suitcase. Yeah, but I'm going to... I'm. I have one sweater that I'm yeah. going to wear on the plane. Yeah. I have a hoodie that I packed. Yeah. Um, I'm going to wear my soft pants on the plane. Okay. I, I packed a pair I of jeans. Soft pants. I'm going to wear sneakers. Those are the only shoes I'm going to take. I hope you're enjoying Dory's packing list. And I brought one more cozy button down, the one that you got me last year for Christmas. Yeah. And a long sleeve shirt, underwear, socks. Some workout clothes in case I like decide to go do yoga or something. Yeah. And that's it. Okay. Like, we're just going to be sitting around the house. I know. Ugh. It's going to be terrible. Oh, come on. Uh, not that I don't like spending time with family. It's just the whole concept of sitting around a house I don't love. Why not? I need to be doing stuff. You are? You are a walking contradiction. I am Matt Myra, <laughs> king of contradictions. What would you like to know about? It's like them? it's like you if we're if we're like doing too much, you I want to relax. You want to relax. And then if we're not doing if we're not enough. doing it enough, you you're like so antsy. <laughs> well, I mean, do I ever actually just sit around the house? Like I get antsy, so antsy that I drive to 7-Eleven. Like I know. it's like so random. You know what I think it is? I think it was that period where you weren't working uh-huh. and you were really just like glued to the couch. 
I was glued to the Xbox, not yeah, even the PlayStation. the PlayStation. And I think in my mind that, like... It, I, fi- I, I fired up uh, Metal Gear Solid last I night. I saw. How did you see that? Because I came out and talked to you at one point, and you were playing it. No, I was playing Batman at that point. You I think were? it was after you went to bed I started playing Metal oh, Gear. Oh, okay. But I forgot that I played that over hiatus, like... A hundred, like I think I I played a hundred and forty hours of that game. That's because you have an oh, obsessive personality. God, do I love that game! <laughs> I like I like an open world game. I like I, I wonder what's going to be the, you know, people have the song of the summer. I have the game of hiatus. I wonder what it's going to be this year. <laughs> I'm upset about Battlefield Two. I really want to get it, but EA, you know, we're all taking a stand against EA. Oh, you are. Yeah. Why? Because of their crazy in-app purchases they've enabled in these oh. games. So you pay seventy, you know, you could pay eighty dollars for a special edition of the game, and then you have to pay like fifty bucks to unlock what? Darth Vader or something. No. Oh, the internet is up in arms. That's insane. Yeah. So who do they think they are? They think they're EA, the twice voted the worst company in America. <laughs> wow. So what motherfucker. It's crazy. I mean, all this this fucking freemium bullshit. It's one thing if you're going to give us Battlefield or Battlefield tw- 2 for free and then you charge us along right, the way. Right. Right. That's freemium. But it's another thing if you're going to charge us. That's insane. A full price for a game. That's insane. And then keep charging us for garbage in the game. That's insane. I know. There's a lot of stuff on the internet about it, honey. You can catch up. Wow. All right. Well, that's enough about us, I think. Unless you have more to say, Dori. Um, no, I think we just, you know, it was like this week was your first week back. And I think it was like we were both adjusting. We were adjusting? You were adjusting to being back. Well. I, mean, I was adjusting to having you around again in mostly good ways. <laughs> mostly? What, what, yeah. was, what was the bad ways? Uh, there weren't really any bad ways. Um, well, you know, I, 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 I don't know. I'm just like trying like to resettle Like it was like, oh, in. we're actually like having conversations. I think that was the thing that I was like, oh, yeah, we used to talk. What do you mean? Like... In the last two months, the only time that we've really talked are during this podcast. Yes. And this week, it was suddenly like, oh, we're actually having conversations with each other. I don't recall. Outside of of the podcast. Mm, I don't remember them. Well, we had dinner last night and had and talked and walked. Yeah. And talked. Yeah. And even just like in the morning or at night, like usually I barely see you when you're doing after track because then the rest of your week gets so scheduled. Yeah. Very regimented. So I just like don't see you. Very regimented in a way that I think I enjoy. Oh boy, here we go. Now he's craving it, guys. <laughs> the thing that he was complaining about for two months, he misses it. <laughs> I miss having, well, you know, like Tuesday night when I got home from work and I was like, Wait. Oh, yeah. You didn't know what to do with yourself. Didn't have to watch anything. It was crazy. Because Tuesday nights, I would cram in usually. Um, I would cram in the next episode of Discovery and a James Bond movie. Right. And then you'd have to get up early for Wednesday morning for your call. Yeah, at 730. 
Um, that was gone. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Enough about us. Well, we do have an IVF update, sort of. Oh, God. This is just so typical <laughs> of, of everything that we do. So I emailed Seema to be like, I'm not totally clear on the schedule for the next retrieval. Like, can you just walk me through it with the dates and everything? She was like, okay, yeah, well, call us when you get your period and then you'll come in like a week and a half later for an ultrasound. And then if everything looks good, um, she'll put you on estrogen. And then when your period starts again, the next cycle, then you'll start stims. So we're looking at a retrieval date of probably... December 28th or 29th. Right. Which is? Just right smack in the middle of when, of our one vacation. In the middle (laughs) of when we are both off work and are going to Palm Springs with Mark and Chris. And, uh, you know, it's this one little, like, bright spot. I've been looking forward to in this in the in the vortex of work that I somehow seem to crave now. Um, now that I've had two whole days off to get uh, back to back. Granted, I've done two podcasts, not really days off, whatever. Um, it's right in the middle. So what I thought was going to be a lovely, relaxing week now potentially could be full of angst. And uh, early drives from Palm Springs to L.A. I think I think we're just going to push it. Dory says we're going to push it. What do you think, listeners? Should we push it or just do it? Everyone's going to say push it. You think so? Yeah. We'll get an email from someone like, your eggs are rotting. Go now, please. Well, I did say we'll go to the ultrasound and we'll see what Dr. Beck says. Yeah. Dr. Beck, who I'd like to get on the podcast for a free consultation that we disguise as a podcast. You know, you can mention it the next time we see her. You know, I think I will. Great. I think I'll be like, yo, Kel, here's the deal. I know how much you like hashtags. And geotags. She has her own geotag, too. And uh, I just want to say, hey, what do you think about coming on a podcast? That reaches dozens of listeners. <laughs> She'll probably be like, yeah, sure. Or, that's weird. What's a podcast? I could see her saying that. Or how do you listen to a podcast? Yeah. 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 All right. Okay. Well, we have an email right now from Sarah that is just addressed to Dory. Oh, uh, yes. Shall I read it to you? Or would you like to read it to us? Um, I can read it. Dory, I'm listening to episode 59 right now and I have to stop an email. I feel like this has been happening a lot lately. That people are uh, listening in offices? That that people people are like, I'm listening and I just had to stop and email you. I like it because if people people don't stop and email, they forget to email. Exactly. Were I not sat in an incredibly quiet office surrounded by people who do not know that I've been doing IVF for what feels like three decades, I would be shouting really freaking loudly now. How? How? How are you, how am I supposed to just put aside 
the overwhelming and all-pervading jealousy, the envy, the heartbreak, the rage, the unending sadness to be genuinely and selflessly happy for these pregnant people. And there's multiple question marks and exclamation points. How does that work exactly? Do any of these people who advise just sucking it up and hanging out with the pregnant friends know what they're asking? Have they been through this? You're asking someone who was trying to sneak a baby Bjorn out of the house to give to his writing partner whose baby is on its way. And I just happened to come home at that exact very strange moment. If they do and they have, do they have real viable practical ways of achieving that? I mean that question genuinely because I do not know how to deal with this. I meditate. I knit. I practice being kind to people. I knit new babies hats. I drink good wine when I can. I rant with my amazing friends who are in the same place as me. But I do not know how to sit in a cafe with most of North London's babies and toddlers and just hang out with my two friends and their kids, much less when one of them started trying to conceive at the same time as us and now has her two kids. They had sex and got pregnant twice. Can you imagine? No. I literally cannot imagine. Mm -mm. Even less when the conversation revolves around feeding and baby changing facilities and the walk that we had supposedly met up to do around the park. No big expedition, just not stuck in the most acoustically hideous building doesn't happen because hours pass and first one, then the next, then the third kid needed to be fed and changed and slept. So don't suggest we meet for a walk then if it was never possible. I mean, that's fair. I do not know what to say when one of them says, oh, I'm sorry, we're on different timetables. And all I want to shout is we're years apart. So I keep my mouth shut rather than say anything hurtful. Yes, I do know I'm being selfish and I simply cannot understand their lives now, but I cannot see it when my vision is clouded by jealousy and sadness of what they have and I don't and how I am doing everything to get it and failing every single time. In short, I get it. I can only hope that one day this will pass and I will eventually have a baby and I hope that they are good enough friends to hang on for me. I try to be honest with them with what we're dealing with and how badly I'm dealing with it and I know some of them will be there at the end and some of them likely won't, but they're all good people, so I will hope for the best. Can't. In the, in the meantime, I'm going to hibernate and knit, which incidentally my counselor advocates. The hibernation, she can't knit. And she did nine rounds of IVF, so yeah, she knows what she's talking about. She won the last round, finally. I suspect this won't be the most useful email on the subject that you receive, and I will not be surprised if you don't read this rant. Oh, I read this rant, and I read it first. <laughs> but no, you're not alone. And believe me when I say I'm more balanced than I think I appear from this email. Kind as pregnant and baby-avoiding regards, Sarah. Baby-avoiding. You know, it's funny. It's last night when we were at the Gap in, uh, you know, the Grove. It's, we're, we're, we're basic. I like people. Uh, we, uh, I was looking for a mirror and then like we went into baby gap section and it was like a, just a horrifying display of adorable baby clothes that we have no need for. (laughs) I know. I was like, should I get something for Maddie and Sam and Olivia? And I kind of looked and then it was like very overwhelming and I didn't. I agree. Everything okay over there? No. Dealing with the James Bond. (laughs) Um, Sorry, everybody, but I do too many podcasts. Can, can, okay. Sorry, everybody. Listen, I mean, my wife should be vamping to kill time, but she is not. Well, it's hard for me to just, just chit chat to myself. If you just give me 10 seconds. Okay. I can crank this out. All right. We'll be good. Take 10 seconds. Take 10, honey. 
Listen, Sarah, all I got to say is your feelings are valid. You're going to feel what you're going to feel. It sounds like you've been as honest as you can be with your friends. And like you said, some of them will understand and stick around and some of them won't. And it sucks. And that's life. Um, And you got to do you and just avoid the situations that you can't handle. And some, you know, what I have found is that sometimes I surprise myself and I'm like, okay with situations. I've also realized that I am totally fine with one-on-one situations most of the time. (laughs) Why do you say most of the time? Because there was one time when it was like after I think I'd gotten like retrieval results and I was supposed to go see my friend's baby and I just like couldn't handle it. But like, on like an average day, it's not that I don't, I like, I don't, I don't mind hanging out with babies. Mm. It's the, it's the group environments. And I think that is what Sarah, I think that is what you might need to avoid. Like maybe don't get together with multiple moms. Maybe just get together with one mom, you know? And, and sometimes you don't have to get together with them at all. Like just do what you are feeling and don't, don't feel like you have to acquiesce to them. One thing that my therapist says is that people without children are often put in the position of having to like bend to the demands of people with children. And we're always the ones who are expected to like go out of our way to accommodate people with children, which like I understand kids are hard and they have nap times and stuff, but like it, the burden does always fall on us. And sometimes you just have to say, no, I'm not going to go like two hours out of my way to come to your kid's birthday party. And who's inviting to a party two hours away? That's just rude. Just giving an example. I'm just saying that like, we tend to think that we have to, we here, here's what it is. We tend to think that we have to accommodate people with children. Mm hmm. And like you do or like you do if you feel like it and you don't have to if you don't want to. We are under no obligation. That's true. I do get a little um, annoyed at all the talk of children in in the office sometimes. Yeah, you are in like all the adorable things they do. It's it's like, can you be just be in a room with like Lauren and Steve and Aaron? Uh. (laughs) I maybe you know Lauren's offered us her embryos she has 30 something of them and that's very kind of her so if we need them let her know so our kids would be siblings with her kids yeah but they wouldn't know that (laughs) we'd have to tell them eventually birthday parties (laughs) um I don't know I'm just saying like I feel you Sarah and just keep your head up or don't, or you know what, or don't. If you don't left, feel like, left turn. If you don't feel like keeping your head up, if you feel like crawling under a blanket and not coming out, then do that too. <sighs> that, this e- that email like elicited so many people. It did coming at us. Yeah, with varying opinions. Well, I think it really opinion. touched a nerve. Yes. And like, you know, even like what you were saying, I think a lot of like, I think it's harder for men to talk about it because it's like not as much part of their lexicon. But someone said to me, oh, it was at the Portland meetup. Okay. 
uh, one there was a there were two couples who came and another guy and then one of the couples the guy said you know in the last episode when matt was talking about how hard it is for him to be at work around all the people who have kids he was like that really resonated with me and it's not something that i hear a lot of guys talking about and like i'm in that position too and he was like very thankful that you were talking about it yeah i mean sometimes it, like I, I i turn down the road of like boy i really hate these kids these annoying kids right um but then i go no i don't what am I, it's not the I'm kids you don't hate the kids no nor do i hate the parents right of course but it's just like a lot and it's also like sometimes you're like don't you have anything else to talk about it kind of is that too it's like what can you talk about something besides right your fucking kids yeah but it's all consuming of their life so i get it i know like i talk about nothing but being busy and guitars it's like Talk about something else, man. I know. That's my opinion on me. Yeah. I'm just grateful to work somewhere where most people don't have children. Yeah. You'd kind of lose your mind at my office, I think. Would I? I think so. Well, also because it's such a, it's so small and you're with the same people in such a, a small, yes. like, collaborative environment yes. all day like yes. you're just talking like yes. i do work by myself yeah you're never by yourself in your work environment correct so it's like i'm also never not hearing about their nannies that's a lot <laughs> and you're like let me play the world's smallest violin for you i'm like one day i hope to afford a nanny for <laughs> even if i don't I, have a child maybe i don't have <laughs> Um, anyway, that was quite a time. More email coming at us. Uh, Trish? Yeah. Hey, guys. Just wanted to keep the comment train going on Jamie's plight. When can we close the book on Jamie's fucking plight? (laughs) I think after this episode. This is crazy. I think we're done. Just email Jamie. I don't need to hear it. What? No, I'm with Dory. That's what Here's this why. podcast is about. What well, are you talking I mean, about? It's like the time. What was the other thing that we just kept getting emails about? It was whether or not to tell your kid. Was that it? Was that what it was? There was something else where we like for three weeks or four weeks even. It was just email after email about that one thing. Well, you know, sometimes things strike Trish, a chord with people. Trish, I'm really I'm triggered right now, Trish. You're triggered? It's not you. It's your subject matter. Why are you triggered? Because I have to hear about this again. <laughs> oh, my God. Do you want me to read the email? No. Just to keep the comment train going on Jamie's plight. I'm with Dory, and here's why. I'm 33. I've always wanted kids. I was diagnosed with PCOS as a teenager and was told it would be a miracle for me if to ever conceive and maintain pregnancy, even with medical intervention. I set, a, set this aside and didn't really pay any attention until I met my husband a few years ago. I also have a history of depression. Although I'm very fortunate to have three stepchildren, my body and the circumstances of my life mean I will never have children of my own. In the last couple of years, my best friend and my sister-in-law have had multiple babies. I found it profoundly painful to be constantly reminded of what would never be a part of my life. I was open with both of them, that I was joyful and excited for them, while also being incredibly sensitive and sad for myself. I didn't ask them to hide their joy or not invite me to things, but I did ask them to try to understand if I wasn't in a good place emotionally. I might decline 
the invite. This is exactly what I just said. Well, I mean, listen, maybe you stole this from Trish because you just you did read this email when you put it in here. I did not steal it from Trish. Trish, Trish I didn't. Dory steal it stole from your you. thoughts. No, I didn't. I also unfollowed them on social media. I had to be vigilant in my self care as to not to slip into a depressive mode. It took uh, until all the kids were about one year old for me to find, uh, follow them again. Matt said he didn't understand what the emotions were, maybe jealousy. I'd say in my case, as a woman who's always deeply wanted to be pregnant and have that bond, it's a profound longing, particularly acerbic grief for the child I will never know, coupled with the shame and failure of an infertile body, not jealousy. I'm in a good place now. Please tell Jamie that it's okay to protect her mental health. Her friend will understand and that it does get better. Thank you for all you do. Trish from Canada. I can't believe you were so mean about a Canadian earlier. Uh, no, I was mean about the, again, the subject matter. Hmm. Um, Trish. Maybe I th- Trish doesn't really recognize my feelings. Maybe I have feelings about it, but you know what? I, I don't want to bother anybody with my feelings. I know. So that's where we're at. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to read a section of the next email from Laura because okay. it's on the same subject but she says oh boy my fertility psychologist oh so she says uh the best action has been to let her friends know i need space and to crawl into my hole until i feel strong enough to peek back out my fertility psychologist supports this she says it is most important for us to spend our energy taking care of ourselves i think dory's a thousand percent right oh well, you can only be a hundred percent of anything when she said as women we are conditioned to suffer for the sake of others Personally, I've had enough suffering. I'm going to hang out in my hole and I invite anyone else who is miserable to do the same without guilt, shame, or criticism. Yes. Thank you. Wishing you and everyone listening the happiness we all deserve. You don't think I'm conditioned to suffer for the sake of others? Well, fucking buckle up, Laura. 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 I mean, you Flynn were... Boyle. You were raised Catholic. Spencer. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, Not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house, and I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love, anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a... Just a smidge higher, like in a whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. 
Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet, not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like you know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, if for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. And we have an email from Michelle. Hi, Matt and Dory and Bo. I just heard your discussion about posting baby pics online and wanted to share a cool solution that I've found to make pictures available to people who want to see them without, and not inundate people who do not. This is something uh, that I was really worried about when our baby was born because A, online creepers are real, and B, I didn't want to be an annoying person with a nonstop stream of baby pictures all over Facebook. There's a free app called Tiny Beans. I've been using it to share pictures of our baby with friends and family. I swear I don't work for this company. I just like it so much that I've become a weird Tiny Beans evangelist. All right, we'll believe you. Basically, you upload a picture or short video every day. You can also pay for a subscription, and then I think you can upload more than one picture a day. Then you give your people, uh, then you can give people private access to the account through their emails, and they can either download the app and look at the pictures whenever they want, or subscribe and get a daily picture in their email. Cute. When I created an account, I just sent a text out to our family telling them to let me know if they wanted access, and if they did, I added their email. Whenever friends asked me why I wasn't posting more Facebook pictures, I asked them if they wanted to be added to Tiny Beans. It's been really nice, uh, and it's cute because it's specifically for this purpose. So there are... um, I completely scrolled little, up without my brain catching where the words there are. There are little milestone markers uh-huh, uh-huh. and flashback options, etc. That's really great. Plus, it worked better for us than the iCloud photo stream, which is what we tried first, since not everyone in our family had Apple products to make viewing uh, the stream easy. This had apps for Apple and Android, and the email option made it so even our 80-plus-year-old grandparents could figure it out. I'm pretty into it. Anyways, I love the show. Love you guys. Wish you lots of happy things in your future as your family growing journey continues. Have oh, a great week. We are trying to grow that family. Yep. To no avail. Avail us. What does Kristen have to say about it? She says, hey, Matt and Dory, I've been listening almost since the beginning out of interest and thinking about TTC. You know what that means? Trying huh? to conceive. Yeah. I don't know why we <laughs> haven't just read that out loud and said that. But unfortunately, now I'm in the infertility boat myself. Oh, no. Welcome aboard, matey. <laughs> I'll be your captain. 
I'll be your first mate. Get ready for a bumpy ride <laughs> with no clear sailing and many a storm ahead. And also no destination. You might think you see land, but you don't. It's just a mirage. So buckle up, grab a life vest, and enjoy the open sea. Forever. <laughs> Uh, anyway um i've been trying to get my stupid body to ovulate for months and my most recent cycle was canceled due to over responding to folliston pcos is so fun anyway i'm glad to know that all i do about it anyway i'm glad to know all that i do about it because of your podcast in case we need to do ivf next year hopefully we'll have a shot in a few weeks to actually do the iui we've been planning for two months i wanted to respond to the most recent podcast conversation about social media and those of us with infertility this is a different this feels like seven of the same thing six of one half dozen of the other continue this is about posting pictures and seeing yeah. baby photos online yes so I know. but i really apply it to jamie in my head many people i know have gone pregnant and had babies including one unplanned pregnancy of my husband's good friend's girlfriend that one hurt I definitely know how hard it can be to see those announcements and i've unfollowed hid and ignored a fair share of those happy pregnant bellies monthly updates even stopped reading some of my favorite bloggers as they continue through their pregnancies. That said, I don't think the general population should have to monitor what they post about their little ones or pregnancies because it might upset someone dealing with infertility. If you are a pregnant lady with a friend who has told you about going through IVF or other fertility treatments, then yes, I would expect you to think before you post, but your conversation last week made it sound like everyone should consider people with infertility, even if they don't know of anyone going through it. I did not mean to imply that. Well, it felt like you implied it. Really? I, 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 you don't remember. I don't. <laughs> you know what? It, you know what? Maybe I said something about ultrasounds. I stand by my comment about ultrasounds. I don't think they need to be on social media. I agree. But other than that, I I don't think people should feel weird about posting baby pictures at all. Right. But we're talking to an audience of theoretically infertile people or people who've gone through it or know people who've gone through it. And so, you know, we say, right. If put you, yourself in our shoes. Yeah. If you have a community of people who have gone through infertility, and I don't know. I like, I don't think anyone should feel like they need to censor themselves. But I, I think in general, having more empathy in general, in general, having more empathy in general. I, I think that's in generally a good thing. Is a good thing. Um, she says, personally, I believe I have to take the responsibility of protecting my emotions myself. Ditto. Uh, look, I believe that too, I'm which just, is basically listen, what I'm I was just on saying. Kristen's side here. I, I I agree with that. Sometimes, some days I can handle seeing an update. Sometimes I can't. This is Kristen again. <laughs> and when I can't, I will unfollow that person and not regret it. It seems unrealistic and unfair to other people. To expect them to protect a friend of a friend's feeling. Okay, wait. wait when did I ever say that? Maybe it, maybe it was implied. Okay. Or even a friend's feelings if they don't know what about the struggles that person is going through with infertility. My aunt is a grandma to many kids across the country, and I know that Facebook and Instagram photos are... Okay. It, it, yes, I agree. Yes. Don't... No one's censoring themselves. Boy, we are... <laughs> I would describe our general... Uh, demeanor. This episode is feisty, punchy. We're 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 just we're just taking swings at our lovely listeners. I'm not taking a swing at her. I, I feel mean like... that thing that you said about her is crazy. What off the air? Remember when you said that horrible thing and I defended her? 
Oh my God. Now you're just starting trouble. Look at you, you giggling mischievously. Uh, um, I wouldn't want my cousin to stop posting pics of her kiddos for their gram to see just because I feel jealous and hurt by it. Okay. I never, I never said that. I literally never said that. I think we are extrapolating here. Okay. Jeez. She has a lighter note. On a lighter note, thank you so much for talking about Wonderbly. I ordered a book for the niece and nephew this morning, and they are so freaking cute. Well, listen, stay tuned because we got more of that coming. Yeah, there's uh, another Wonderbly coming. Thanks, guys, and hi to your doggo. Thank you. Thank you very much, Kristen. Yes. Kristen, thank you for your email. I just, I feel like you may have misinterpreted my words. Kristen, if Dory actually said the things that you're saying, please cut them out and send them back to us so I can play them for her. Okay. Because I believe our listeners. Oh my God. I might have said the thing about... I have no recollection. I might have, I, I believe I said the thing about ultrasounds, but I stand by that comment. I don't think those need... I don't think grandma needs to see a picture of an ultrasound with a Santa hat on it. I think you're, that's weird. Okay. I think it's creepy. All right. no, no, one wants, no one wants to see a Santa hat on an ultrasound. Thank you. <laughs> I think we all agree on that. I think the world agrees. Great. I'm going to play a voicemail. Uh, I think you can. Yeah. Oh wait, no, I can't. I'm not connected. Well, then why don't you go ahead? Is and... this me? That is you. Okay. I put that there so you would plug it in. Oh, okay. And she's plugged in. All right, there Let's we see go. See if it works. Hi, Matt and Dory. This is Laura from Michigan. Hey. Again, I was uh, listening to your episode today, and I really felt compelled to just. Um, share something that had happened to my husband and I um, when you when Matt you say that your soul feels crushed um, I just I, I can relate and I wanted to say that um, my husband and I had several deaths in the family in the past year or so and it really made us kind of just take a step back and um just realize what's really important and what is really going to make us happy in this life because life is so short. And I know it's easy for me to say because I don't know you and I don't live in your shoes, even though we all feel like we know you. Um, you but do, it's, pretty much. You know, at some point, it's you have to find what, what really brings you joy and do it and... Um, you know, I hope that I hope that you guys can do that, can take a step back and just really find some joy because I love listening to your podcast and I love um I look forward to it. I just I want for you guys to, to really find joy and um maybe just take a time out. I don't know. But um keep up what you do and take care of yourselves and each other and um hopefully Hopefully, good things will come to you. I think she's Thanks. coming down firmly Hi. on the skip this month cycle. Yeah. And just take a vacation. I think she is. Also, the look on your I face when she that. said, just find joy was a look of panic it was. and confusion as though you didn't know what she meant. No, I just was like, wait, what, what brings me joy? Yeah. That was my question. I know. I could see that. Listen, I, I like, I don't... I, I like everything I do. I don't not like any of the jobs I have. 
I think I just don't like how much time they take. Wait, I thought we just established that you actually thrive on how much time they take. Apparently. <laughs> Laura, I, I'm a mess. Thank you for calling from Michigan again. Thank I, you, Laura. I, I'm a mess. And I appreciate your call. Um, all right. I'm going to play one more voicemail and then we're going to get back to some emails. Is that your stomach? Yep. Oh, boy. It's all, it's all that meat. Oh, you had some meat, huh? Had some meat. That's good. Okay. Hi, Matt and Dory. This is Jenny, a.k.a. Jennifer, from Columbus, Ohio. I'm driving from Cleveland to Columbus right she now at sent us a voice in memo. the morning because I went up the night before as a surprise for my best friend's birthday and took her out to the Matt Bellasign book tour. Nice. Um, anyways, um, listening to your podcast on my drive back to Columbus... And you got to the episode where you're talking about um, what the names of your listeners are based on their age range. And I have to say you are 1,000 million times right about the rise of Ashley and fall of Jennifer. (laughs) Um, I was born in 88, and in my entire elementary, junior high, and high school years, I knew one other Jennifer, and probably five to ten Ashleys wow. in a pretty small town. Um, so that's a pretty crazy ratio Where in the difference there. So, Where did the Ashley yeah, my rise parents, from? Um, along with the one other Ashley, were definitely way behind the times in what were popular names for girls in the late 80s. I probably should have been a Brittany or a Jessica um, if you're going by popular standards. But um, I have to say I'm a little biased. I, I like the name Jennifer. It's pretty cool. Um, but I do now go by Jenny, so I guess I don't love it that much. Anyways, I love your podcast, and you guys always do such an awesome job of educating and entertaining, and that's exactly the kind of podcast I like to listen to. So keep up the good work, and always sending lots of love and good luck your way. Thank you. Well, I don't know what Dory's doing right now. Something was happening. Sorry. Anyway... I love I, I I love name trends. Dory's a big uh, name trendologist. It's just a new term I've developed for her. You know, I don't know exactly where Ashley came from. I know you know Laura Ashley, the English uh, designer, was big in the early to mid eighties. Yeah. So I don't know if that like led to some popularity of Ashley. Well. I knew a bunch of Ashleys. I grew up with a bunch of Ashleys. I grew up with a bunch of Jennifers. Well, I you're was born in 83. you're eighty three, so you were right at the at right the in change the, in, the, in the transition. You're in the transition. So you I had was, some early adopters. You know, there's like a transition logo for Fender. The year they got sold to CBS, nineteen sixty five. So some of those uh, have L L lice, L uh, serial number plates on the back instead of the F plates. Some of them have transition logos. The old spaghetti logo versus the new silver logo. So I am like a transition baby. Cool. Fender Stratocaster talk. Um, whereas I don't think I went to school with any Ashleys. Oh, no, I knew one. Oh. No, her name was Ashling. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't think I, I don't think I had any Ashleys. Well, it was a different time. It Dis- was a different disco time. Disco was still popular. Uh, for very short amount of time. I know, but like 
you came out you you came out at the same time Star Wars did. Like you were born and there the earth had not known Star Wars. Yeah. You are an ancient creature. Yes. <laughs> you are prehistoric. I am prehistoric. All right. Well, Sword. this one comes from Anna. <laughs> Let's talk about mosaics, baby. I uh, don't know if she meant for us to sing it like that, but I had to. All right. Or maybe she meant it to sound like this. Let's talk about mosaics, baby. I have one. You have one. We've been told to keep them on ice, but now what? There was much discussion about the New York Magazine article a couple months ago in terms of the implications of PGS testing, but what does it mean in real life? I have yet to produce a chromosomally normal embryo. I have never been pregnant, and I'm hoping uh, you would send out the sperm signal to women who have actually transferred a mosaic embryo, or perhaps any of the geneticists listening in who may be able to shed some specific light on how mosaic embryos perform in utero. From my understanding, uh, monosomy is safer than trisomy. But is the affected chromosome itself also a factor? Mine's mosaic monosomy too. My clinic does not transfer mosaic embryos. And out of the 30 women who have done so, their data indicates a 26% implantation rate and a 46% rate of miscarriage. Is it worth a roll of the dice as a last hope for a biological child? Hmm. So, the sperm signal has gone off. Yep. Everyone, fire up your emails. <laughs> If you have any information regarding mosaic transfers, if you've done it, if you know someone who has, if you're a geneticist who knows more about uh, genetic abnormalities than, say, a comedy writer and a tech journalist, please email the podcast. And by the way, my advice to you is, yeah, fucking roll the dice. What do you care? You're going to leave it on ice forever while we figure out a thing that we may never know the answer to? Do it. Ooh. Just saying. Well, maybe we should throw our mosaic in. Arma? Our mosaic. Oh, I thought you said Arma's egg. I'm like, who's Arma? And where are we getting her <laughs> egg from? Um, okay. Sure. I mean, I don't know. I'm not going to like, we're not going to like walk away from it, like leave it just to freeze to death. <laughs> Unless it's the last hope for civilization after some sort of impending apocalypse. Hmm. You know, the episode of uh, Star Trek I watched last week for Star Trek The Next Conversation, which is actually the episode from this week. You know, they come out the same night, this episode, and that episode is about a society that uh, crashed 300 years ago. They had some failure. Only five of them survived. Wow. But they were scientists, so they figured out cloning. Oh. So they cloned multiple sets of themselves. Oh. But they were having degradation and they couldn't clone anymore. Oh. And they refused to have sex because they found it repugnant. Oh. And they had not thought of IVF. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. It's quite possibly one of the worst episodes of Star Trek ever. <laughs> I believe I gave it one Andy. Oh, that's bad. Yeah. Even I know that's bad. Uh, okay. So. 
Andy was going to give it a point. Oh, man. If you, if you listen to this before you listen to that, I'm spoiling how many Andys. Oh, my God. Oh, tragic. Stop talking. The one guy <laughs> or gal who listens to both. I'm sorry. I yeah, we... At one point, we heard from a woman who heard about this podcast from Star that Trek. Podcast. You yeah. never know where people yeah. are going to pick up podcasts. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of podcasts. Yes. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Tiffany yes. has written us and... It is, as I always say, the longest email I've ever seen in my life. It is really long, and I even took some stuff out because it was so long. Shall we tag team this? Sure. All right, I'll read the first two paragraphs, then you take over. Okay. And then I'll come back in after that. Okay. This is from Tiffany, and it's condensed a bit. Hello. I've been an eager to write since I began your podcast, but I wanted to be completely caught up. Oh, well, then you probably have a lot to say. So now I apologize for saying your email is very long. Finishing up your most recent episode, finally, and felt now would be a good time to write. Please do not feel the need to read this in its entirety. We didn't. (laughs) We are from Utah. I have listened and listened and waited for someone from Utah to say something about IVF via your podcast. We are Mormons, yes, but I like to embrace the beauty of relationships from all walks of life, genders, sexualities, etc. Ruh. I appreciate your honesty and openness on your podcast. I also appreciate the episodes like My Two Dads for opening my eyes to another perspective entirely. I guess you could say I am more open-minded. I'm a more open-minded Mormon. I'm not sure why religion is such a big part of this, but I think I'll tie it in somehow. My husband and I have been married for coming on seven years. I just turned 30 and he's 29. I completely understand we are still considered young, (laughs) but in the Mormon culture, or at least the Utah Mormon culture, we are old to be married and not have kids yet. Please understand this is just the culture. Most of my friends began having kids at least one year after marriage. They were 22 to 23. A lot of them have two to three kids already. Some even have five. We went through years of when will you have kids questions from family, friends, members of our church. We constantly hear religious lessons focused on family and raising up children. We hang out with groups of friends who have finished growing their families and center all conversation on those kids they have. It's kind of tough. We feel pretty inadequate. We go to a great clinic where we had to do a test to make sure my fallopian tubes weren't blocked. And I also had to have a water ultrasound. Um, And I'm going to skip a little bit. Uh, she discovered that she doesn't ovulate. Uh, so timed intercourse intercourse was pointless. And so it would have been IUIs. We jumped right into the decision to do IVF. We spoke with a financial advisor on our options and learned about a program called attain. We could either pay for one round of IVF at $10,000 plus meds, uh-huh. et cetera, or we could pay $18,000 meds, not included again for two retrievals and unlimited transfers until we bring a baby home. And if it never worked, we would get half our money back. What? 
we were advised not to do this option because we are young and healthy, so we probably wouldn't need more than one retrieval and hey, one transfer. No, do that. Do the second one. Maybe two, but we decided to go with the more expensive plan. Oh, thank God. I'm so grateful we did. Oh, thank God. Our insurance doesn't cover a thing. Yes. So our friends found out we were doing IVF, and they set up a GoFundMe where they raised over $6,000 for us there. See, I feel like that's where being Mormon comes in handy. Oh, sure. The sense of community. You have this whole community who want you to have a kid. So they're like, yes, here. Yeah. Um, it's a good cause. I totally. Another friend set up an Instagram auction. Oh, oh, that's interesting. That's cool. With all of the makers and artists she could find that were willing to donate to our cause and raised over $1,000 there. Very we nice. also had generous donations from our families. Everyone wants to get our baby here. We ended up going into about $10,000 of credit card debt and we don't have to pay for any of our transfers, only meds. It is a ridiculously huge blessing. If you get anything from this long ass email, please share this. People are willing to help and attain is a gift. Uh, yes. Can we do that? Um, maybe. (laughs) I don't know. Save me a lot of money. Us. A lot of money. Uh huh. Oh boy. Wish we had that deal. Sweet deal. Uh, on to our IVF process. In regards to a jerk-off room, my husband had the option of providing a sample in the clinic or doing it at home and taking it in within the hour. We opted for doing it at home as we aren't really into pornography. Well, you're Mormon. I get it. Yeah. we are, See, like, I feel like those are all the little cultural things that you don't even think about, you know? I think about it all the time. That Mormons wouldn't be into pornography so they wouldn't be into a jerk-off room? Yes. Okay. That's weird that you think about that all the time. Well, who doesn't? All right. We were able to make a little of this whole process a tiny bit more romantic by doing it at home. So the day of our retrieval, my husband had a sample in a little cup with a lidded and brown paper sack. Um, she oh. got 13 blastocysts. Uh, we felt overwhelmed with gratitude for something I feel like to we freeze. need to say, you know, he, he good sperm. Oh, just a little, a little slow. slow. And it was 32 follicles, 27 fertilized, 13 made it to blastocysts. And uh, they did a fresh transfer. Yeah. It was a success. I got pregnant. I made it to my seven-week ultrasound and learned that I developed a blighted ovum. Basically, the sac grew, but the embryo did not. So I had to have a DNC to remove that. We healed for a month or so. And our first frozen transfer, we were pregnant again. I miscarried at five weeks. Then we had our third frozen embryo transfer, and we were pregnant again. At this point, I was excited, but just too scared to feel much. Our HCG HCG levels were like super high. Oh, my God. By the third beta, they were well past 16,000. We were stoked. Then I started to bleed. At about six weeks, I went in for an ultrasound because I was bleeding a lot, and we got to see baby, and the nurse said baby had a heartbeat. The bleed was called a subchorionic hemorrhage. It means when the placenta attached to the uterine wall, it actually attached to blood vessels, causing a little tear. The nurse told me not to worry, as those usually healed by themselves. I went in the following Monday for another ultrasound. There was absolutely no sign that I'd ever been pregnant. I'd miscarried. It was devastating. We think we'll be ready in January. We are eager to try again. We are afraid to try again, but we are eager. Um, that's bananas. And she wants us to give Beauregard Bosch a big squeeze. We will. My husband is the most fidgety person in the world. And I literally take things from his hand and he calls me a bully. It's cute. Oh, see, she, you are a bully. She gets me. You are a, Tiffany. You're a bully. Dory. You're also a bully. <laughs> Dory. I read startup, a novel by Dory Shafrir. Thank you. And Whoa. loved it. I rated it on Goodreads and liked a billion five-star reviews on both Amazon and Goodreads. She really is. Oh, you were like a, the, the, you're the it. best. I love your slow clothes movement. Oh, she loves you. Oh, guys, follow me on Instagram at slow clothes movement. I have a new Instagram. 
It's all about ethical and sustainable fashion. Uh, I sure wish they had more options out there for us plus size beauties. Ditto, kiddo. Um, you should check out Universal Standard. They are an ethical plus size clothing company. There you go. Um, I'm also a creeper. Follow both of you on Instagram and Twitter. Anyway, just a big fan. You're not a creeper. We're, we have both of those things. Thank you public. for what you do, Tiffany and Joe. Well, Tiffany, it was great to hear from a Mormon. Yeah. I like uh, I like getting different angles on things. I'd, I'd love to hear from more um, religious people of, of various religions and just hear how yeah. they deal with it in their communities. I mean, I would love it if like... You know, we haven't heard from many. Where's Mordecai Lightstone, my favorite person in your article? Well, uh, he listens to the podcast. Mordecai. Well, he listens at 2.8. Mordecai, (laughs) are you slowing it down because we're talking about you? Have you slowed it down a little bit? Well, his wife listens. She has written in. We've read an email of hers on the podcast. Well. Um, She listens at 1x as far as I know. I showed showed Mordecai to my friend Aaron. Aaron Kazander over at uh, over at the Goldbergs, and I said, "Aaron, we can call off the search. We have found the coolest Jew around. He's just got his headphones on. He's wearing his yarmulke. He's really going to town. He's, he's a rabbi. I know. He's very cool. He Write does, us. He does um, outreach to tech companies, and he like brings in like he'll bring in like a menorah and do like a menorah lighting at your tech company. Yeah. And... Well, I mean, I was just delighted by his picture. Yeah, it was pretty cool. So Mordecai. <laughs> Other other religious folks. We, I don't think we've heard from any I have not heard from Muslims. A I haven't heard from a Catholic. You haven't heard from a Catholic? Have we heard from a Catholic? Well, not someone that said stated that they were Catholic. I don't think we've heard from a religious Catholic. Well, you're looking at one. I am? Eh, sure. What? Well, you know. When Judgment Day happens, I'm sort of going to say, bye, Dory. I'm oh. going to heaven now. Oh, no. I've accepted Jesus. Wee. I'm just picturing you floating. <laughs> Sorry about the clothes. <laughs> we all left our clothes behind. That's weird, right? Wee. <laughs> uh, oh, this is getting weird. It's very weird. But yes, so I will say I really enjoyed that email, Tiffany. And welcome aboard. Um, all right. That's what I'm going to say to everybody. Welcome aboard. So we are going to skip the next email. Unbelievable. I know. This is a big one. Um, but it's just mostly about how great I am. Yes. I'm just kidding. We're going to move on to another email from Anonymous. Mm-hmm. Um, remember someone last week asked about paying for IVF. Okay. So this woman has a, has a, uh, has a solution that I would, I would term novel. Is it a scam? I don't know. Well, it's anonymous. So we may never know who's that the result of this. I'm writing from Boston, Mass. I love uh, your show. And I wanted to say, no, not this one. Different. No, different anonymous. Different anonymous. <laughs> anonymous. Love the podcast. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, there's two anonymous. Oh, yes. You said we're going to skip the next one. Yeah. And I was already scrolled. It's okay. All right. Sorry, Boston. All right. This is from anonymous person A. Love the podcast. It has kept me sane this year through my failed frozen embryo transfer. After the transfer failed, I took a job in an Asian dictatorship for just over five (laughs) months to save more money for IVF. It was a tough choice as I turned 40 this year, and I know each egg ovulated is going to take me exponentially closer to no more eggs. I I just thought taking a job in an Asian dictatorship was a bold move. Well, we'll figure out which one it is. Let's narrow it down. I was trying to think. I was like, maybe it's Kazakhstan. 
Maybe. Like, I feel like it's probably a former Soviet Republic because it, I don't think it's North Korea. No. And even though China, I think, is a dictatorship, I don't, I don't feel like people refer to it as a dictatorship. Mm. They wouldn't, I don't think people would call it an Asian dictatorship. That just doesn't mm. sound right. It's the People's Republic, honey. I know. Uh, so sitting out for many cycles seemed nuts, but I'm self-employed and to do more treatment would have mean cashing out of my tiny retirement savings. It helped that I was in a work lull when the job came up and this gig was well paid, even if it meant living somewhere super limited personal freedoms, including the <laughs> internet where I had to install a VPN in order to access Facebook, Instagram, and download your podcast. Oh, that's probably why we don't have many listeners in former Soviet republics. Oh, I'll be doing another round of IVF in January as I couldn't handle Christmas all hopped up on hormones. This is another advocate for us not doing it. I know. Uh, just sounded like a recipe for a lot of tears and ugly crying while eating shortbread. Ooh, I love shortbread. Well, welcome. My own awkward fertility questions for your listeners. Here we go. One, does anyone else find it awkward that to be dealing with infertility caused by one partner sterilizing themselves? My partner had a vasectomy after having kids with his now ex-wife. They can be that can be reversed. I feel like people are less empathetic to our struggle because it isn't nature or disease or shitty luck making us unfertile. Maybe I'm projecting, but I feel like there's an awkward pause when I tell people why we are doing IVF. Anyone else find this? Interesting. I'm following up with my own awkward pause. <laughs> uh, anonymous, you are going through a lot of things. As Dory has said many times, I'm doing 99.9% .9 of the work. You're doing nothing. The least you could do is quit smoking. Now, if I could barter with Dory and go, well, what if I kept smoking but got a surgery to reverse a vasectomy I don't have? She'd probably be like, okay, do that. And I'd be like, sure, because I'm doing nothing. Might as well feel like I'm doing something. So this, this husband of yours... I haven't gone to the knife again. Anyway. Two. I had an abortion in my late 20s. So I know that I'm able to get pregnant, or at least was when I was in my 20s. Uh, I'm sure the anti-abortion movement wants me to feel guilt, and that somehow God is punishing me now for infertility. I don't. Well, neither do I. God is not punishing you. Good that your body could have gotten pregnant at that point. I switched clinics. Your podcast gave me the push, as my last RE was unhelpful at best. Yes. And was solo for the intake appointment. When I mentioned my abortion, my new RE immediately asked my partner, asked my partner knew about it. And when I said yes, he noted this in my chart. I found this interesting as I'm guessing this means some women don't share this and he keeps track of it if they have so he doesn't let it slip when their partner is here. It's interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. I would love to hear from other women who've had abortions and are now dealing with infertility. This is another angle I'd like to hear from also. Yep. Is it ever discussed in relation to your infertility? Did you tell your RE, your partner? My family and friends know about the abortion and ironically keeping keep using it as a way to be a positive example. Don't stress much. It'll be fine as you've been pregnant before and he previously knocked someone up twice. Oh, that would drive me crazy. Oh, I can't, I can't deal. That would drive It's one me thing crazy. to not feel guilty about having an abortion. It's another thing to be like, have it brought up constantly. You know what I mean? Like, of course, don't feel guilty. But then yeah. if someone's reminding you of it all the time, it's not right. something that you necessarily want to be reminded of. Totally. <laughs> so, 
that's annoying that's crazy that is crazy uh but uh, also interesting angles i love these new angles yep i feel like this podcast will never end because there are always new ways to look <laughs> well this at is it. what i said when i was putting it together i was like wow we got, we got a lot of emails this week with like things that we haven't now 60 episodes in that we haven't talked about it's crazy i hope you're ready for 60 more uh all right now this is the actual anonymous from anonymous boston I'm um oh well, I was just going to say, we could probably condense this, actually. But they're um, from Boston. They should get it all read. Okay. Go ahead. I'm writing from Boston, Mass. I love your show. <laughs> I want to say thank you for doing it. I'm hopeful that things will change as a result of your show and like I like and others like it. E.g. more science, baby, technology movements, normalizing, egg freezing, lowered costs, and much more. <laughs> I started listening in April 2017. <laughs> I'm caught up, and I also wanted to say good job for going through all you have. You do it with grace and honesty and keep it wicked real. <laughs> I added the wicked. Please keep it up. <laughs> I'm keeping my fingers crossed and hopes and my hopes up that you get the news you're hoping for real soon. I'm e- emailing because I have questions about the start of the journey. Or... Maybe the middle or the beginning of the middle. In May or so, my husband and I started trying to get pregnant. We're both 37. In November, it's November and there's no luck yet. I'm wondering what are, <laughs> what are the tests we could look forward to to go through while we figure out what's going on. You've talked a good amount about jerk-off rooms and the processes guys go through for checking out sperm goodness. But what are the equivalent tests for girl pots? I'm sorry, Anonymous. We're taking your questions very seriously. But, you know, it said I'm from Boston, so I thought I would read it with a Boston accent that is much thicker than yours. Uh, one embarrassing question I'm afraid to ask that has to do with unprotected sex. Ever since we started dating, we always use condoms. We never had an accident, unprotected moment, accidental unprotected moment. So now, after many, many years of great condom-protected sex, we finally got messy. It was almost like learning again for the first time. <laughs> My awkward question is, how can I get pregnant if his splooge leaks out all over the place after he pulls out? <laughs> I'm guessing this is the normal, but to so many years of easy condom cleanups, ew, it's wicked gross. Thanks for reading. Please let me know what you think. You really chose a great one to read in a Boston accent. <laughs> That was a wonderful email. <laughs> oh, gosh. <sighs> um, Anonymous. I'm, I'm reading it out of love. I'm from Lowell. Dory's from Brookline. Yep. We feel you. Um, the equivalent test for girls, they check your AMH and your FSH, which uh, basically say how many, uh, they, they supposedly tell them like how many eggs you have left. If you have low AMH, then you have... Um, depending on how low it is, they might say you have diminished ovarian reserve. Um, but those are blood tests. No jerking off necessary. Yeah, you don't have to go into a weird room and look at pornography that would never turn you on. Yeah. Uh, now let's talk about your unprotected sexy times. 
I, I I gotta know how. Listen, how much splooch are we talking about? I, I gotta Why is know. It leaking all over I gotta the know how. What kind of loads this guy's dropping? <laughs> how big are they? Uh, they sound enormous. <laughs> so good for him. Um, maybe he's pulling out too quickly. Because why is so much? Yeah, getting, I, I I don't understand. I don't really understand. <laughs> I don't really understand how. I've got a lot of questions. So when he does fill that container up, I want to know how many cc's he's he's dropping in there. And secondly, uh, living it for a little while. <laughs> I.e., don't like immediately recoil once your husband uh, ejaculates. Why don't you be intimate together? How do you know she's the one recoiling? It sounds like he's the one recoiling. Reverse it too, then. Yeah, dude, why are you pulling out? Just, just chill for a minute. Wait, where are you going? Then, then, where's the where's the fire, brother? Where's the fire? Did you ever want to be a fireman? No. Oh. Huh. Did you? No. Oh. But I feel like that's like a common like little kid uh one time we went to the fire department when we were in kindergarten and when the fire de- fireman picked me up to put me in the uh, in the in the uh, truck he, he said oh looks like this feels like this guy's got tools in his pockets because i was a heavy kid oh and you remember that of course i do I was 30 years later yeah <laughs> oh that makes, anyway that makes me so sad he was a nice firefighter yeah but why would he say that about a little kid i don't think he expected me to be so dense this is why you were maybe so that's why i never wanted to become a firefighter maybe you ruined your dreams there's a good there's a good black and white picture of that somewhere of me in the at the firehouse with like a fire hat on having a good time anyway anyway we got to find out more anonymous boston person please email us back and i 150 percent apologize for my accent all right i am gonna uh, we're going to read the following email next week, and we're just going to go right into the rest of our donors for this month. Okay. Bertha Crowley Wait, hold on. is a donor, and I just wanted to say, great name. It is a great name. Um, my great-grandmother was named Bertha. Okay. So it's in the mix? I, You know, I would, call, I would name a child Bertha and call her Birdie. I think that's cute. Birdie. I think it's cute. Uh, all right. I, you know what name I do like is Gertie. Gertie. I yeah. think it's cute. Yeah, yeah. And I had an Aunt Gertrude. Okay. Um, no, but I was going to say, you, if you want to get bonus episodes, you can go to patreon.com forward slash excellent adventure. And for $5 a month, you will get your name read right on the podcast and you will get a bonus episode. So go do that. We got to record that. Yep. Sometime. <laughs> I don't know when we're going to record it, but uh, we, we got to record it sometime. Uh, all right. So Bertha Crowley, thank you for donating. Sarah Lauer, thank great you. job. Shanna Mandel, better job than Sarah. I don't know why. Okay. Cassie Joe, crushing it. Lauren with an O, dominating. And Ryan Solo, back again. Yep. Thank you to our donors. You guys are helpful in many ways. You provide uh, some money so we can have this podcast sometimes edited by someone who's not me. I don't know if that's happened yet, but 
You also buy us memory cards, new microphones, new microphone cables, things of such natures. We bought a new Zoom H4, H6 with the uh, donations. And yep. uh, Thank I you fully appreciate it. It's made my life easier, and hopefully it's made the podcast a little bit better. Also, server space. Thank you, everyone. And uh, I guess that's it. Do we have anything else to cover, honey? Um, no, just leave us voicemails. 413-461-BABY. 413-461-BABY. And uh, again, sorry about my Boston accent. <laughs>